headphones are still not working. <laughs> Maybe I should have got some for Black Friday last week. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey, y'all, welcome back for another episode. If you still have some Thanksgiving leftovers in your fridge, do me a favor, go ahead and throw them out right now. Uh, I hope everyone had a, a really good holiday, um, relaxing, uh, full of family, chosen family, friends, or maybe, you know, you just stayed by yourself. So whatever you did, I hope you enjoyed it. As I mentioned last week, I was going to drive home to South Carolina. Um, I'll get into that a little bit, but first, let me get into the cocktail for this week. It is a very, very cold day here in Philadelphia, so got me a little hot uh, apple cider situation here. Um, you can do apple juice with some cinnamon, some clove, uh, a little star anise, some nutmeg, and then use um, some whiskey or bourbon of your choosing. Um, or, you know, you just get the prepared um, apple cider that comes like in the jug <laughs> down at the grocery store. And then you can, um, you know, just add in your, some people use rum, some people use brandy, some people use bourbon, you know, use whatever floats your boat and, uh, and enjoy, drink responsibly. So as I mentioned, I went home to South Carolina uh, for the holidays. I, and I can't remember um, how long it had been since I went home. I thought it had been like close to four years. And then when I was looking at the calendar, I was like, oh, maybe it was only a couple of years uh, since then. I know I went home. It was in like a March time frame. I can't remember if it was 2017, 2018 or 2019. I remember I took the train home and... Yes, now I'm remembering now. So I did take the train home. It's about 10 hours on the train. Um, and I remember it because it was like right around the time that I met my boo. And so that was in 2017. So yeah, we're coming up on five years. Um, yeah, because I remember we were like very, very new, very fresh um, in the in everything. And so it was like, I was going to be gone for like, I think a week or so. So we had definitely had a date like the night before I left. And then on the way down, we were kind of trying to plan like the next date, like when I was coming back. Um, so yeah, I think it was maybe. So then, yeah, it was probably April-ish because yeah, I don't know. It was a long time ago and I can't remember, but um, everyone was like, well, why, why don't you uh, fly down there like eight hours is way too long to be in the car. And so where I'm from is from a very small town, um, about 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach, which does have an airport. And then like Florence, um, South Carolina also has like a really small airport. They're regional. They don't really have direct flights um, like that. And then renting a car, getting to the airport two hours early, you know, it, it just... It's not worth it to me. And then being on like everyone else's schedule, I would prefer to, you know, kind of leave when I want to leave, get there when I want to get there. Um, so I drove, I left here at 5 a.m., um, stopped one time for gas, 
and um i actually got there in like seven and a half hours so there was no traffic so not as bad as people you know kind of when they hear eight hour drive in the car you know they think oh you know that's that's horrible but um but it was good uh spending time with my mom and you know kind of just being home and like watching movies and like just hanging out with her and like because i hadn't like i said i hadn't been home in a while and then with the entire um pandemic situation hadn't seen her in a while so you know just making sure you know everyone's safe and like healthy and i got my booster shot in order to you know safely go home and you know not have to really worry about um this rona and the breakthrough cases and all of that so um i don't know about y'all but when i got my booster i didn't really have so i didn't really have any kind of reaction um with the first two shots after the first one i got kind of like a little rash like right at the injection site a little dry skin and then the second one i didn't really have any reaction to like i didn't even get that little dry patch of skin but the booster messed me all the way up so the day after i noticed that my my armpit was kind of hurting <laughs> and i was like okay that's kind of weird and so i thought it was maybe like a a pimple or like an ingrown hair kind of in my armpit and then like when i tried i couldn't even raise my arm like more than halfway and so uh, it just felt like really, really weird. And I was like, okay, that's not an ingrown hair. So I started kind of feeling around and my lymph nodes were like super, super swollen, like throbbing anytime I like tried to reach for something. And then like, as the kind of week went on, it got worse and worse and worse. My neck started to swell on my left side. And then even, um, like further down my arm, you have some, some lymph nodes kind of, uh, near your el- elbow. And so that started to swell up too. And I was like, okay, this, um, this kind of sucks. <laughs> it's like really fucked up, but apparently that's like not an uncommon reaction to getting your booster shot. So if you haven't gotten it already, um, just be on the lookout in case, uh, in case that does happen to you. Like the first couple of days, like, as I was like freaking out, but, um, then I read that it's, it's not uncommon to get that, but that shit hurt. And so being from a small town, it's like, there's like really nothing to do. And so like, you know, the holidays is also just about kind of just sitting around the TV, like you eat (laughs) like crazy. My mom cooked for like a million people, but it was just the two of us. But, you know, it was like food on top of food on top of food. And so we did watch a few uh, movies and like, you know, her TV shows, Um, but we watched some things that were like trending on Netflix, which, you know, how I feel about that. If it's trending, you know, I'm usually not into it. But so first we watched Bruised, which is the new Halle Berry movie on Netflix. And like she had been promoting it on social media. And I was like, oh, girl, I don't know about that. But she plays like this um, like MMA fighter. And it's her directorial debut. So the first time she directed a film. and. I'm like, okay, Halle Berry as an MMA fighter. Like, nah, girl, I don't, I don't see that uh, for you. My mom was like, oh, well, you know, let's just watch this. It's number one on Netflix. That means it must be good. So it's like, okay, like, we'll, you know, we'll watch it. 
and actually it was much better than I thought it was going to be. So it does have um, a lot of violence. <laughs> you know, she's an MMA fighter. So, of course, you know, she's like fighting and shit. And it has a bit more of a story to it. Like it kind of puts you in the mind of like Million Dollar Baby with Hillary Swank when she played the boxer and Losing Isaiah, which which was another Halle Berry movie from like, what, like 90, 95, 95, 96, somewhere around there, mid 90s, um, where she was like on the crack and she had lost her baby <laughs> and she was trying to get Isaiah back. So this movie, Bruised, it does have kind of a similar situation going on not to give any any spoilers but um but it was good it was um definitely like if there's nothing else to watch like definitely check it out um it does have a little lesbian scene going on like girl i was not um expecting that Halle Berry but maybe she's trying to get her a little nomination for something because it was um yeah it was uh (laughs) It, it was a big graphic and you know how when you're watching like a movie with your parents so like with my mom it was a bit uncomfortable <laughs> you know watching that and i'm grown but like still just you know you kind of go back to like when you're like 10 11 12 and your mom would just like turn off the tv whenever like a nude scene or a sex scene came on i know for us she would be like Cover your eyes. (laughs) So when that scene was happening, I kind of like instinctively like covered my eyes. And then I was like, wait, I'm grown. Like I can watch this. (laughs) But it was, um, it was funny to me. But like I said, check it out on Netflix if you haven't seen it already. And then the other thing we watched on Netflix was called... Uh, true story um with kevin hart <laughs> excuse me mm. it's hot toddy and so um when we saw the like the preview image on the screen and it's called true story and it had kevin hart beside it my mom was like is this a biography and i was like yeah i don't i don't really think so like i can't i don't really know because then the synopsis says uh you know something about um being a comedian and you know he is a comedian and then so we just thought it was you know, supposed to be a true story. And then like all the scenes are playing and they as like Philadelphia as the backdrop and it's all like Philly, 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 because Kevin is from Philly. So it's like a six, seven part uh mini series and it has Wesley Snipes in it too. And it was actually much better than I thought it was gonna be. So it is like a fictional story. Um it does kind of feature uh Kevin Hart as a he is a comedian, but he's not doing comedy. Like, it's not a comedy special. So I think that's why I liked it a bit more than... Because I don't like Kevin Hart's comedy. Like, I I just... He just doesn't do it for me um, as a comedian. But, you know, it is kind of like a... <laughs> more of a dramatic um, situation. So comedian from Philly. He has an ex-wife who is played by Lauren London. So good to see her working again. You know, after the whole Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle um, tragedy. Uh, but she stayed on the phone most of the time. Like she was only in one scene kind of like towards the end. But she plays the ex-wife 
Um, then it has Wesley Snipes, who plays his brother. And it kind of just, you know, follows this like Philly story of this kind of, you know, fucked up family situation. And then, you know, you have one person who, you know, kind of becomes this legendary or, you know, iconic comedian. He had in the movie, he had just done like some big blockbuster movie. So he's kind of riding that level of fame. And then, you know, he still kind of has these um, ties to the past that kind of, you know, are just not ideal. Um, I'll say that. And um, yeah, you kind of follow the story. It is a bit predictable because something major happens in the first episode and that, that sets up all the conflict and the drama for the the rest of the season. But <laughs> we have figured it out like in the first scene and, you know, my mom is a police officer. So like we had already solved the case, like within <laughs> the first, the first like five minutes, but overall it was good. Um, much different than I was expecting from Kevin Hart. One of the weird things that I um, pointed out in watching this was there were all these weird um, camera angles. Cause if you know, Kevin Hart, he's very, very short. Like he's very tiny. I want to say he's probably like five, three at the most, like on a good day. <laughs> because I remember one time I was walking to the gym down Arch street in, um, in Philadelphia. So I was, I was wa- leaving work. Um, I'm just like right downtown. And then my gym was kind of on the way home. So, um, I walked down Art Street to where my gym was because there was a hotel uh, beside the gym, kind of fancy hotel. And uh, Kevin Hart was standing on the curb talking to someone who was like sitting in an SUV. (laughs) He was legit standing on his tippy toes and he could barely like look over like the door of the car and like through the window of the car into this SUV. Like that's just how tiny this little man is but um in the movie they had all these weird camera angles because everyone is so much taller than he is like wesley snipes is probably like five eight five nine which is not that you know tall um and then (laughs) there's a i think he's the manager like one of the white guys in the movie he's probably like six three and he was just like everyone is just towering over over Kevin Hart and it was just funny to me because they would <laughs> they would have Kevin Hart standing like really close to the camera and then the uh, other actors would always be standing like really far away from the camera so they would try to even out the height that way or like they'd always be sitting down and Kevin would be standing up <laughs> it was just funny 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 uh, to me so check that one out on Netflix as well. I think it's doing pretty good. When we were watching it, it was like number two. Um, and then, like I said, Bruise was number one. I think they kind of switched back and forth uh, throughout the, the weekend. But so, yeah, Home was good. Um, it's always interesting going home. Like, I feel like Home is the type of town that you always see like in a Hallmark, like holiday movie. And I kind of felt that way a little bit because it's always like, hometown you know person who lives in the big city now comes home for the holidays and (laughs) it's always this like you know kind of rural town and there's not a lot going on and then you know you in the movie they always run into that 
person from high school and reconnect and then there's always like one kiss in the hallmark movie and it's always at the very end of the movie um i ain't have that situation going on <laughs> but somebody called lacey chabert from party of five and um mean girls gretchen wiener <laughs> i got your next project girl who else can do lifetime uh kelly Rowland. kelly Rowland got i want to say like two or three christmas movies um, down to the lifetime, Merry Little Christmas. They got a baby uh, movie. I think it's the third one in the trilogy. And who else? Um, oh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan is acting again. She got a Christmas movie coming out with um, Trouty Mouth from Glee. I forget his actual name. And Lindsay just got engaged also. So congrats to you, girl. Tens to you, girl. Hope you make it down to Alta. Like Paris Hilton just did too, but that's the kind of town that that uh, that I'm from. We have well, we used to have like six or seven stoplights. I think they have more now, but um, yeah, it's very much like a stop stop sign kind of town. Um, we got a Taco Bell and a Starbucks now, so y'all can't tell us shit. But yeah, it was good to like drive around, and I have this list of things that I always do. Like once I um I go home, so um I always stop. It's called Zaxby's, and so I always stop there and get something because we don't have it up here. So that's like one thing I do, and it's right off the exit. And then I always go by uh, my dad's uh, grave, so um you know stop by and then pay my respects and and you know have a moment there, and then kind of just drive around and like see what's changed, what's different, um. And we have these huge, huge, huge trees in the yard now. Like we planted them when I was like a kid. And mainly because we didn't um want to cut all the grass. <laughs> so we figured if we put, you know, if we plant enough trees, that'll be less grass that we have to cut. So, you know, we gotta think smarter, not harder. But yeah, it's like the more things change and you know, change is really relative and like really slow uh down south so but the more things change the more uh they stay the same because i always feel like being home is not i don't think i could be that type of person that lived in the same place for my entire life like i think it'd be different if i was like you know from the big city like i know people you know born and raised in like philly dc new york chicago you know, Dallas, Houston, LA, because those areas are like larger and, you know, yeah, you could be born in one part of the city, move to another part of the city, go to college across town, you know, but you're still kind of like within that same, um, same environment. Like, but that just, it just wasn't an option for me. I've always kind of said that it's a good place to to grow up, like in your formative years, you know, you are, it's a really small town, so you can, um, you don't have to worry about, I mean, they have crime, but they don't, you know, it's not like that. It's more like someone stole my hogs or, you know, my tractor's missing or, you know, stuff like that. But um, schools are decent. So it's always like that slower kind of pace of life where you don't have to worry about like some of those city things. So it's a good place to grow up and a good place to like retire. But at any age in between, like it's probably not the best place um, for you. Definitely not for me. But, you know, some people 
enjoy that. Like some people love that. And going home, it's like, I always kind of get nervous. Like if I'm going to run into somebody from high school and it's not like, you know, there was like any kind of bullying situation or, you know, intimidation from someone from, from high school. But it's like, if I run into somebody from high school, you know, more than likely they stayed there after, you know, after high school or they never left or, and so it's like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> because, you know, we don't really have that much in common anymore. I mean, we have home in common, but other than that, like, what do we really have? And, you know, when you're in high school, you're kind of, in a sense, forced to be around these people five days a week because you have no- nothing else, you know, going on. You have to go to school. You have to, you know, interact with them in class and all these things. but you know, once you have the opportunity to leave and your life just goes in a different direction, like nothing, um, you know, negative or speak derogatory about it. It's just that, you know, your lives are different. Like you're not the same people like anymore. And, you know, a lot of people, some, you know, some people, they do peak in high school and, you know, they're the it person and they're the, you know, football, um, quarterback or they're the head cheerleader or, um, prom queen. Well, in my school, prom king and prom queen was always a, a joke. Like, <laughs> was, you know, not a good thing to be to be prom queen. But, um, but yeah, your life just is different. And we're at the age now where we've been out of high school longer than we were in high school. So, luckily this time, I didn't run into anybody from high school. Um, and then, thankfully, you know, well, I wore my mask everywhere because. You know, we're still in the the health situation, but in rural South Carolina, the Rona don't exist in most places. Like I'm walking around in my mask and people are looking at me like I'm crazy, but very, uh, (laughs) you know, very, very Trump country-esque. A lot of pickup trucks, like it's probably more pickup trucks per capita than any place I've been to, like in a really, really long time. That was always, that was interesting because you know, I'm driving in my bad bitch car and everybody was looking like, like, oh shit, like who is that? Definitely noticed a lot more eyes uh, on me this time than, than usual. But, you know, that's just the nature of being home. And then um, I feel like the longer I am home, uh, well, I never really had a, a Southern accent, but it starts to like come out a little bit more. So if you hear it in this episode, let me know. <laughs> but um but yeah, it does come out um sometimes. But um one thing, you know, I do enjoy about being home is like the slow, slow pace of life. Um, you know, things do take a little bit longer. People are just moving, you know, really slow. Like we I did take my mom to run her errands, so I took her to like the pharmacy, we went grocery shopping, we went to Walmart which is like the social place uh, in our town. Things just took so much longer. Like I know in the city, you're like, go, 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 go. Like get out of my way. I need, I need to, you know, hurry up and, and do something else. But, you know, down home, they're like, they want to sit and talk and chat and, oh, how your mama doing? Tell her I said, hey. And, oh, well, how was your dinner on Sunday? And, oh, you know, I missed church, but how was it? And, you know. They know all your business. They get all in all your business. And, you know, it's more of that kind of slow life 
than we get in the city. So I do kind of appreciate that. No cell phone service, (laughs) which, you know, it's good to disconnect. It's good to disconnect because you could just kind of miss all of that. You know, I've used a landline phone for the first time in (laughs) a number of years. Can't remember the first time, the last time I um, picked up a landline phone, but, um, but yeah, always good to be home. Always good to, you know, kind of reconnect, even though you kind of do run into that um, feeling like maybe I've outgrown this situation or this town. It's kind of like, you know, when you go back to your old elementary school and you look at those little chairs and you're like, how did I ever fit in that? And so going home, sometimes I feel like, you know, how did I ever fit in here? And I remember when I was um, probably like 11 or 12, my mom sat me and my brothers down at the kitchen table and she was like, okay, what is your plan? And we're like, well, what do you mean? And so she's like, what is your plan to get out of our hometown? And, you know, we're at the age where my older brother was, uh, I believe he was already in high school. So it was like, here are the options. You can go to college. You can go to the military. um, You can, you know, pick up a trade or, you know, do something like that. But you have to get out. When I tell my friends that my mom had this conversation with us, and you know, like I said, I was like 10, 11, 12, you know, and they're like, wow, that's a young age to kind of have that. But, you know, it's not really like you have to start thinking about that at some time, at some point. And yeah, you know, the benefit of, of getting out and, you know, not being stuck in a place that's, you know, kind of a bit too slow or, you know, not going to provide the opportunities for, you know, certain things. And life experience and seeing the world and things like that. So he said, you know, you can always come back home, <laughs> but you got to leave first. <laughs> so I always, I always took that with me. So I hope everyone had a amazing, enjoyable time with their family or an enjoyable time without them. <laughs> so that is about it for, um, for my little recap for, for the week. Not really um, many categories. So um, Real Housewives of Potomac reunion finally ended. Uh, season uh, part four, sorry, had Nicki Minaj cam- come in and host instead of Andy, and it was a bit odd. Like I get the sense that Nicki like kind of binge watch a couple seasons. She called herself a super fan, which I didn't really get that from her. Like her base level knowledge of the the cast seemed only about two seasons deep. So. I don't know about that girl. She did ask a bit more pointed questions um, than Andy asks. Asks. <laughs> it's whiskey. Um, in hosting. She did have a couple moments where some of the questioning was a bit um, much. Like when she was kind of alluding to one of the hu- two of the husbands being um, gay or bisexual or DL or whatever. She didn't really talk about some of the things that people really cared about um and then again that goes back to i don't think she has watched all or much of this series um but it was cute i'm sure they got a little raising ratings bump out of it but yeah we didn't need four parts we didn't need a whole month of that insecure is still going on actually this sunday's episode was much 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 better than they have been in recent um 
well, since it started, I think it's what, episode five or six. But yeah, this one was much better. It's directed by Natasha Rothwell, who plays Kelly um, on the show. And this episode gave me a bit more of a story. Um, we have, I'm not going to spoil it, but go and watch it. We'll talk after the season is over. And yeah, that about wraps it up. And now it's time for my I said what I said for this week. And my unpopular opinion for this week is that I didn't mind the eight hour drive. You know, like I was telling you before, like, yeah, I left at 5 a.m. going down. I left at 7 a.m. coming back up with the intention because I was going to stop at my brother's in Virginia. Um, Anyway, always seem to hit traffic in the D.C. area, which I think everyone kind of just accepts that once you hit the Maryland, Virginia line is going to be backed up traffic. But there were a couple accidents on the road. Um, traffic itself wasn't heavy outside of those accidents. But I think that, um, you know, there's always people who are driving crazy. But for me, the drive was just very relaxing. Like I'm in the car, I'm listening to my music, I'm, you know, kind of just enjoying the scenery as it goes by and be by yourself and like not really deal with anything. It's like you just kind of relax and like separate from everything else that's going on, you know, in the world. And, you know, just kind of have that time to like think about things and process. And yeah, the infrastructure is fucked up and these roads are like, I don't know who designed these roads because they don't make any sense really. And then people just drive ridiculously. So, um, but yeah, for me, like, I didn't mind it. Like, I knew it's like one of those things, like, I know it's going to be horrible. So I kind of like mentally prepare for that anyway. So, um, but I enjoyed it. I have my routine. Like I said, I <laughs> listened to my Mariah Carey holiday playlist, and that um, is about three hours long. So I can play that at least two times, but I never listened to the radio itself, um, only because I don't know what these children are doing with the music um, these days. Um, And then, yeah, like I said, I'm just like, just chilling and relaxing and and disconnecting from everything that's going on. So unpopular opinion, I know people hate traffic, but because, you know, I don't really, um, I don't really mind the traffic. You know, my desire to get somewhere safely supersedes my desire to get there quickly. You know, sometimes you just got to slow down and enjoy the ride. That's what life is really about, y'all. And now it's time for tens, tens, tens across the board. And I have quite a few um, this week. So, you know, we're deep in the holiday season right now. And I came across an article about a pub in Wimbledon in the UK. And um, it's called the Alexandra. And they've been doing this thing for a number of years, since 2014, where if you are going to be alone for the holidays, you can literally go to this um, restaurant, this pub, get a free Christmas meal, like no charge. Uh, You get a full Christmas meal and drinks. Anytime between 12 p.m. and 3 p.m., which is a bit early, but I don't know. I mean, we're on, I'm on my second plate by then. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you get a three-course meal, wine, and you can hang out with other people who, you know, happen to be 
alone at Christmas time so you don't have to be lonely at Christmas time. You know, they say, what do the lonely do at Christmas? What do they do? What do they do? I guess they go down to the Alexandra in Wimbledon, UK. They say a lot of um, like older people whose, you know, kids might not be um, coming home for the holidays or if you're, you know, a single person and, you know, a lot of the kind of expats or like people who are in the in the country by themselves. Um, because, you know, it can be sort of a lonely time, um, especially the holidays are typically, you know, for families, you know, if it's a chosen family or your biological family or, you know, your friends, you want to get together. But I wonder if they have something like that here. I don't know. If I find out, I'll let you know. My second tens this week is going to L. Smith, former Miss Kentucky, um, who won the Miss USA pageant on Sunday night. Um, I didn't even know the pageant was coming on. I think it was also, um, oh, not Sunday night, Monday night. It was on Hulu. It wasn't like on a major network. So that's probably why I didn't watch it um, either. But it was in Oklahoma. It was also the first um, Miss USA pageant to have a contestant who is openly transgender. So Cataluna Enriquez, who is from, who was representing uh, Nevada. Tens for you, Cataluna girl. That was a moment, but she got eliminated real early, girl. Um, I don't, I don't know uh, how far they were expecting you to get, but she didn't make the top sixteens. But looking at the map of the people who made it to the top 16 is very much Trump country, red state um, situation. So don't feel too bad, girl. You made it. You made it this far. So Miss L. Smith was representing Kentucky. I believe she had just won the Miss Kentucky pageant like a few months ago, um, but she'll go on to the Miss Universe pageant, which is in Israel. But duh, they locking them down. I think they locked Israel down uh, for the, the Omarion <laughs> variant. The Omicron um, variant of, of the COVID is popping off. So um, they're trying to get all the contestants into the country before they go on lockdown, like I think in a couple of days. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. But Miss L. Smith is the uh, second contestant from Kentucky to win Miss USA. She's also the 11th or 12th. I can't remember. My math might be off. Um, person of black or African-American descent to wear the crown. She comes behind, uh, what was it, 2019 when all the major queens were were black. So it was like Miss USA, Miss America, Miss Universe, Miss um, Teen USA, and then Miss World were all uh, black women. Um, first time that had ever happened. But, you know, my girl, Miss Kenya Moore, was the uh, second Black Miss USA. A lot of people um, forget that Carol Gist was the first um, Miss Black USA. I think at the time she didn't ag- identify as black. So I think that's why a lot of people said that Kenya was the first because I think Carol might be um, a bi- biracial situation, but that she was in 1990 and then Kenya Moore was in um, 93. I did do a scroll of L. Smith's um, Instagram, and in the words of Funky Dineva, Mama is black like this and not like this. She's a member of Alpha Delta Pi sorority um, at University of Kentucky. 
she is biracial. Her mom is white, but her dad is about the only black person on her Instagram. Um, she does have a cute boyfriend. Actually, no, her boyfriend is black. She has a cute boyfriend, but she doesn't tag him in any of the pictures, which is probably smart because he is very attractive. Um, but tens for you, L. And then my last tens of the week is going to Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty, who is um, in the news today because she was named as the national hero of Barbados. Barbados is in the news because it decided to officially uh, become an independent republic um, from the United Kingdom. They had already gotten their independence about 50 or so, 55 years ago, um, but they wanted to step away from um, having Her Majesty the Queen as their head of state. So they wanted to completely transform uh, and transition into their own independent republic. They're removing like all kinds of... um, uh, like semblances of their past. So they're removing um, like the Royal like Navy or Royal um, guards can't be called Royal anymore. They're developing all their own um, stuff. They're going to remain part of the Commonwealth of nations, but, um, but yeah, they're going to do their own thing. And so Dame Sandra Mason was elected as the first uh, president of the country. And um, in last year, she announced that um, they would be, you know, taking this this step towards uh, separation. So they had a ceremony the other night, which was attended by Prince Charles, who's heir apparent to the uh, UK throne. And Robin was there to get her award. So she's named National Hero of Barbados. Um, She was there in an old nasty gown with no bra on in front of all them people. And um, she will now have the official title of the Right Honorable Robin Rihanna Fenty. So Mama done came a long way from singing (laughs) Ponda Replay. (laughs) Mr. DJ, won't you turn the music up, honey? She's the Right Honorable. Anyway, that's all I got for y'all this week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see y'all later. Bye. joining me for another week i really hope you enjoyed this week's episode if you did please be sure to like rate and review the show wherever you're listening to category is right now category is podcast is recorded in philadelphia the show is hosted edited mixed and produced by me maurice smith